Welcome to Design Your Destiny, your podcast for tapping into the power of your subconscious mind. In this next few minutes, allow me to show you how to tap into that power so that you can create success with ease, form deeper connections, and have greater presence in your relationships, and most importantly, find peace within yourself. My name is Penny Chason, and I'm your host. Hey, hey there. I am back, and I'm talking about something that I absolutely love today. Well, I love everything that I talk about, but specifically about hypnosis. So I've had some questions recently, and I sent an email out to my list. Questions around specifically hypnosis training, but a lot of questions around hypnosis itself came up. And I'm just going to run through and hit the high points of some of these questions because there are some very good ones. One of the first questions gets a little bit into a gray area for some people. So the first question was, can you use hypnosis to treat OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder? One of the very first important things to know about hypnosis is that hypnosis does not treat or cure anything. What it does is it allows us to get the mind into alignment so that the body can naturally do what the body does. Now, if you're not familiar with OCD, it's like a compulsion to follow through on certain actions or behaviors or thinking, such as needing to count things, checking the locks on doors, checking to make sure that things are unplugged. And I don't mean just once, but I mean like repeatedly needing to get up and check to make sure the door is locked not being able to go to sleep until someone's checked it several times. Maybe it's the way someone dresses or the way things are organized in a drawer. I personally, uh, once I had a physician referral to work with someone who had hair twirling. And this was my experience was that sometimes there are other behaviors caught up with that OCD and without really open and honest communication, it's difficult to make the judgment call on whether or not to do this work. Here's what I can tell you. Can hypnosis help people with issues when they also have OCD? And it's yes, but because of the repetitive nature of OCD, That can also highly influence thinking. And there can be repetitive patterns of thinking. Hypnosis can help those people with things. However, it generally takes more sessions. You're going to be more invested in terms of time, sessions. And once I had taken on this one particular client, I actually took the experience and connected with someone who is a mentor who has seen many, many more clients than I have. And this person actually has a psychology background. And they pretty much confirmed, you know, you can use hypnosis to help them improve their life. It's going to take a lot more sessions. They're going to have to be patient with the process. There's a lot of consistency. And at that point, they told me that they personally 
had opted to no longer work with persons with OCD just because it is such an ongoing process. So I personally don't work with people with OCD. There are other issues that are um, diagnosable things like uh, mild to moderate depression, generalized anxiety disorder, PTSD, panic attacks. Hypnosis can help people with those situations so that they have a much greater quality of life. Again, if it's a diagnosed thing here in the United States, I think the person who asked me this question isn't in the U.S., but here in the United States, you need to have some sort of communication with a healthcare provider when it's that type of a diagnosed issue. In terms of chronic pain or even acute pain, if you're going to work with pain, oh, hypnosis is very, very, very effective with pain you got to have a doctor's note because, you know, um, so if you're a hypnotist, if whoever you reach out to says, oh, I really need, you know, just something from your doctor saying that you've had this looked at, it's not that they don't trust you. It's just hypnosis is so potent. We don't want to mask something that might need to get looked after. So the next question was, can we use hypnosis to handle forgiveness Hypnosis is beautiful for forgiveness. Oh my gosh. In my point of view, and again, it's my point of view, insight-based forgiveness is the, I call it true forgiveness, is the holy grail of internal peace. I've done a podcast episode on this. I will see if I can go back and find it and have them link it in the show notes. I think it was like from the very first few months this podcast uh, was in existence. It's one thing to say we forgive and push something out of our mind, forgive and forget, forgive and forget, forgive and forget. That doesn't actually take care of the event or the insight around the event or events that created a sense of unfairness. So what you're doing is you're bypassing your feelings, they get stuffed down, they come out as anxiety, panic attacks, anger, they come out as physical symptoms. One of the worst cases of sciatica I ever saw was in a full-grown man who was angry from something that his father did when he was a teen, which impacted the way this young man, who was now a full-grown man, went through his entire life. It was an event that impacted everything, and, and he was angry about it. And it wasn't anything grossly horrible or, or grotesque. It was just like something that's like matter of fact that I think all of us who are of my age in our 50s experienced. And, you know, it was just, it was what it meant to this person. It generated a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, and then they turned that back on themselves, Right because they let it affect them for so long. So yes, hypnosis is perfect. It's beautiful for forgiveness. What about self-blame, shame, guilt? Yes, yes, and yes. Because the right style of hypnosis, I call it subconscious coaching because so many people think of hypnosis as you listen to an audio. And now this is hypnosis, right? Let me back up. I love direct suggestion hypnosis. It 
has its place and its purpose. When you're digging into emotional things, imagining yourself locking things in a box and then chucking the box in the ocean, it doesn't give you the insight. It takes the insight to let go of the emotion, to fully process it, to let go of self-blame, whether you're starting all over. I mean, some people go through their life and they have spent their entire life doing what everyone else has told them they're supposed to do. The way they should dress, the way they should act, the way they should fix their hair, what they should go to school for, what career they should have, who they should marry. And then one day they wake up and they're like, this is not me. This is not me. This is not my life. This is, this is not what I want. I don't even know what I want. I can't tell you how many times I've connected with someone when they're like, I really don't know what I want other than to just be me. And I don't know who me is. So yes, um, hypnosis can be used. is very helpful if you're starting all over. So I mentioned direct suggestion hypnosis and the right style of hypnosis. There are many styles of hypnosis. There is zero one-size-fits-all approach. If you end up connecting with someone, I mean, now sometimes things are tough. I use a process that can be very emotional, but when people have emotional things caught up and I know that emotion's got to be released, sometimes I have to be that gentle pit bull who is going to get the work done. People invest in me to get the work done. However, if we're going through the process and I can see that what we're doing is not what the client actually needs, then I have other tools. I don't take a problem and try to force that problem into the box of what I do. I have several different boxes, different shapes, different sizes. We're going to take the issue and we're going to put it where it fits. And that's how we're going to, to handle it, to deal with it. So there are, are lots of different styles. Each goes about achieving change in a different way. I use a very evidence-based approach. It's what I like. I use conversational. I use um, direct suggestion, you know, which is metaphors, visualizations, all of those things. It's all great. It's a matter of connecting with someone who is a master at the craft and can be flexible and do what needs doing. So, you know, one of my graduates has asked me, they get a lot of questions from people that they connect with about hypnosis. They want to know, how do you do the hypnosis? Like, how is the hypnosis going to do this? And it's just, regardless of what technique you use, the bottom line is, is we're helping the mind to break connections and unplant the seeds of things that really aren't true. So for example, you know, you, you go to the store, there's a mother with the child at the checkout, and the child wants a candy bar. And mom says, no, we're going to be having dinner soon you know, I don't know, let's just say, for instance, there's a family birthday. So like, there's even going to be birthday cake, right? Mom says, 
no, we're going to have dinner. We're going to have cake. You can't have it right now. And the kid starts crying. In that moment, a child that young, they don't have context. If they're really attached to having that candy bar, in that moment, that kid could think for a split second, mommy doesn't care about me. Right? So does that moment create problems in that child's future? No. But it's the seed of the thought. And now it doesn't matter what type of hypnosis that you use to allow the mind to release this notion that the little one's not lovable. doesn't matter how you do it as long as it gets done. In some situations, it takes a more targeted and directed approach. I have to be honest, most of the people who come to connect with me have already done hypnosis audios and self-hypnosis to some extent. So you could, I guess you could consider that um, my ace in the hole. I already know that they've done this. So I know I have to go deeper. So that that's kind of a little cheat that I have. Now, when you're looking for a hypnotist, you want someone who isn't rigid or fixed in their way of thinking. You want someone who is a good listener. So for example, I will educate my clients like I have an understanding of how these things get there. But number one, I don't know exactly what the cause of the problem is. I can like give them an idea and say, well, you know, more than likely, there's some underlying beliefs around this. But I can't say for sure. I, I don't know till we get in there. When a hypnotist begins to assume that they know exactly what caused someone's problem, then that expectation can steer the session. And you don't want that. You want someone who's going to listen, but at the same time, someone who's not going to let you sit there and stay stuck in your crap. If you're like caught in this ugly loop of thinking you want someone who can push you out of it and move you to the next step, but at the same time, not make assumptions about the cause of the issue. People will often ask me how many sessions, and my answer is I don't know until we start the work. Bottom line, I don't know till we start the work. And to tell you anything else with absolute certainty would be dishonest. So um, I can have a pretty good idea. I can have an educated guess, but I don't know with any absolute certainty. Are you ready to transform your life mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually so that you can create a deeper spiritual connection and live your life with clarity that brings a focus and a calm so that you can be decisive and know what you want and create the opportunities that allow you to have expansion and success in your life, whether it is your business, your relationship with others, or your relationship with yourself. If you're ready for that, then I'm ready to connect with you. I want you to go over to the website, pennychason.com forward slash ultimates. Apply for the Ultimate Energetic Alignment Retreat. I am only taking 11 women on this nine-month journey with me in 2022, so you want to head over there right now and apply today. So one of the other questions is, what are the qualifications to be a hypnotist? There really aren't any. 
And I will do a full podcast episode on this at some point. This is what I call the hypnosis profession's dirty little secret. Do you need a degree or any college education to be an effective, professional, and badass hypnotist? Absolutely not. However, there is zero consistency between hypnosis organizations and what is required to be a certified hypnotist. You can go on Udemy and pay $7 and become certified in hypnosis. So if you want to know about training to be a hypnotist, you reach out to me. I'm in the process right now putting together a video series to educate people who are interested so that you can make the best decision and the wisest investment for yourself if you want to become a hypnotist. So the other question after that was, how long does it take to be fully being able to help others? Most hypnosis training programs, you know, are generally around 100 hours. It can look like a lot of different things. So again, there's no standardization So I can't really give you a clear-cut, defined answer except to say this. The program that I teach is 100 hours. There's about 30 hours of self-study. And there's seven days of live training. Now, it used to be 10 days of live training. And by the time you got to the fourth or fifth day, the students' heads were like just so crammed full of stuff. It was difficult to absorb what came next. The program that I teach from is a standardized curriculum and it is an evidence-based curriculum. So it's not just willy-nilly a bunch of changes. If there are changes, if there's something in there, it's there because it's been proven to work and tried time and again. And if something gets changed, it gets changed for the same reason. There's evidence that says, okay, we need to make this shift or this change in that process. That being said, Most of the other instructors who teach the curriculum that I teach do seven straight days, Sunday through Saturday. I don't do that. I break the seven days up over three weeks. One, because energetically, I can't do it. I can't do seven days straight. By the time I get to the fourth or the fifth day, I'm mentally so fried. I can't handle it. And it's my responsibility to show up 100% for my students. So I'll break it down over three weeks. And you are probably saying, well, what does this have to do with how soon we start after? The general recommendation is, is that once you graduate, for two weeks, you continue to drill and practice on your own the hypnotic inductions and a couple of the scripts so that you are very comfortable with it. And then about two weeks after graduation, start to see some people. Now, I recommend that people connect with people that they know and that they do a set, just a single session around, you know, confidence building, self-esteem, self-love, just in general being happier and having a better life for them to get solid in that first steps in the process. I'm going to tell you, having broke this down over three weeks so that people can really sink in and practice between classes. I've had people that one week after graduation that were taking their first paying clients. 
Can I endorse that? No. Usually like a couple of weeks and begin adding people in. Now, how long does it take to be proficient? I would say probably if you want to really feel comfortable, 10 or 12 clients through the process. But after as few as five or six, you're feeling really good. But 10 to 12 and you're, you're starting to feel fairly proficient and you can really tune in and listen with a much deeper ear during the actual session. And this is when um, your results really seem to get magnified in a much shorter uh, period of time. So anyway, the biggest skill set you can have is to be a good listener. And the second is to make no assumptions and to just be an observer, a witness, a facilitator, and a guide. So you know what? Maybe I will do a part two to this video and podcast episode. I will catch you later. For information on the training, just head over to the website, pennychason.com forward slash certify me, and um, you can get all the details there. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode of Design Your Destiny, I would appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review. When you leave a positive review, it's like podcast currency, and we can increase our reach and get the message to even more people that they, just like you, have the ability to design their destiny. And remember, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.